Sports Podcast. I think I can speak for both Arsh and I that we are amazed we got this far and we couldn't have done it without you guys. Yeah. Leave a review for what you want to hear because we check those regularly. Now for our show. First, we have the NFC East Power Rankings and the NBA resuming their season in on July 30th. But at the end, we have a special treat for you guys, an interview with John Davis Patola, an American Ninja Warrior Junior competitor. The NFC East consists of the Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, and Giants. Moving on to the NFC East power rankings. Number four, I think, is going to be the Washington Redskins. Even though they got Chase Young, they don't have a defined quarterback as their starter. Okay, two words, two words. Kyle Allen. Let me get to that, though. Kyle Allen only took was in place of Cam Newton because Cam Newton was hurt, and he did okay. do good. But you can that's probably just going to be a one-year sport. And they both of them have a lot of potential. But Dwayne Haskins, I think, is not – if they start Dwayne Haskins, I don't think they'll do well. If they start Kyle Allen, they'll do a bit better. But they have to start Dwayne Haskins for his experience. And Dwayne Haskins, I don't think – he. Have, they both have a lot of potential. Wait, wait, why did you just say you have to start – Dwayne Haskins for his experience. He's a second-year quarterback. Yeah, and experience. You want the same experience as a first-year riding the bench? No, I'd like a veteran more than a second-year quarterback. But they might put the second-year quarterback in and make a Ryan Tannehill switch, like the Titans did last year. Okay, well, they both have a lot of potential. But Dwayne Haskins, I think that this year he won't do well, even though they got Chase Young. And their wide receivers are okay. And their tight ends, okay. The draft was good, too. And Jordan Reed could stage a comeback. I know, but still, I still think they're number four. Okay, for my number four spot, I have the New York Giants. Um, I have the Giants number because... Number Saquon, Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram. Okay, Saquon, I agree he's good, but he's not as good as the other four teams. And then their QB needs to get a little better. I believe that Dwayne Haskins has more of an upside... Then Daniel Jones and Eli Manning is most likely going to retire. They're not he did retire. I know. They're not going to have an option. They're going to have to keep him in. The Redskins may have a Marcus Mariota switch, like I was talking about with Ryan Tannehill. They might have a Marcus Mariota, in this case, Dwayne Haskins, switch with Kyle Allen. Well, that could happen with any team. No, it's just okay. You don't need a good quarterback. Kyle Allen, no one knew about except his family, Texas A&M, and the Panthers. Really? Yeah. Really? Spot. 
is the Washington Redskins. I know I just gave all that information up below, and I agree with that, but the Eagles and the Cowboys are still in this division, and I don't believe that the Redskins can beat them out. So I'm going to have to keep the Redskins at third because, like I said, they're their whole team, their defensive special teams, their offense is all good. Okay, well, my number two spot, I think this is arguable. It's obviously between the Eagles and Cowboys, I think. And I just think the Eagles, Carson Wentz was the first quarterback with 4,000 passing yards without a receiver above 500 yards. That's great, but I don't think he can repeat that this year. So I have him number, I have the Eagles number two. Even I think their receivers will hopefully stay healthy this year. But last year, their defense stepped up, their receivers stepped up, and if they can do that again, I, I think they'll make it tough for Dallas in the top Receivers stepped up? Yeah. Receivers. I thought you just said none, none of them had more than 500 yards. Exactly, but they stepped up at the end of the year because they don't, you, it's like almost, it's almost impossible to get 500 yards in like two or three games. Almost impossible. Yeah. That's like Neil Jones' great three games in a row. Yeah, I don't, I'm not arguing with that. What I'm arguing with is, what about the other wide receivers who stayed for almost a whole year? And they still didn't go above 500 yards. My point. My Carson, point. Carson, Carson Wentz can't throw the ball good. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's athletic. Oh, he can throw the ball good. He can't throw the ball downfield with accuracy. And, yes, he does have some pretty bad wide receivers. They're not, they're not, they're basically average, but they have a lot of drops, even though Dallas led the league in drops, right? Yes. But I still have to say, they're, they're, if their wide receivers can make some crucial catches, they could get to first place. The only reason they did, that they barely did, did last year is because they kept missing crucial catches to win the game or to tie the game. They're not clutch. Okay, so my number one is the Dallas Cowboys. My number two is the Eagles. My number one is the Dallas Cowboys. That's Obviously, with Dak Prescott, even though he doesn't like it, he's on the franchise tag, they have Dak Prescott. They have two good running backs and Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Which, and Tony Pollard is their punt returner or kick returner. Both they have Tavon Austin, who's really fast. Yeah. Just They did lose Randall Cobb, but then they probably got... Well, they went from Cole Beasley, lost him, got an even better replacement, lost him and got one of the best replacements you can get. CeeDee Lamb. Lamb. Yeah, but that's not a replacement. That's a draft. It, it that's is, literally a it, pick. It is a replacement for the slot wide receiver. They do have all good wide receivers. They have a triplet of wide receivers. You were talking about a triplet on the Giants? They have a triplet of just wide receivers. I know, that's Gallup, first. Gallup is very underrated. He hit over 1,000 yards. Amara Cooper, and then they have CeeDee Lamb. They have, like a, Lamb. They have like a quintiplet. Dak, Zeke, Gallup, Amara Cooper, and C.D. Lamb. And, and C- C.D. Lamb, at, right now, at least they have a quadruplet. C.D. Lamb, at least right now, hasn't shown that he can be great in the NFL because obviously he hasn't and played in the NFL. Number, but I'm counting him as number five because I think he'll be able to step in. You've also forgot their whole offensive line, who's very good. They, every single person in their draft, I thought they should be drafted around earlier, except obviously C.D. Lamb, who couldn't be drafted around earlier because he was drafted in the first yeah. round. And, but, and then also... Um, you're, you're forgetting Blake Jarwin. He looks like the new Traps Kelsey. If they use him the right way, he'll be amazing. Okay, but my, my, they also have a very good defense, too. So, that's, that's the reason I put them in first. Yeah, their and, defense just needs yeah. to step up a little. They underachieved last year. So, I have the Redskins, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, and Arch, what do you have? I have the, um, Giants, Redskins, Eagles, Cowboys, and that's our lineup. 
if you guys want to do this, then you guys can. But that's our lineup. Yeah, write a review so we can check. We check those daily, as we said. Write a review and let us know what you think. The NBA planned to reopen on July 30th. They're doing this because if they don't, they could lose over $500 million in ticket revenue. That's half a billion dollars. Yeah, and I think that, so let me just go over the structure. 22 out of the 30 teams will qualify and they'll have a bracket of six, six or eight games, I can't remember, for NBA team for the number eight spot of the East and the West. So the Pelicans will have a shot of taking over the Grizzlies and many more teams. But um, then they will, those they'll take eight from the East and eight from the West and play the uh, playoffs, quote unquote, as normal. But they said that if a player contracts COVID, then they could they only they are only quarantined for a minimum of seven days. That I don't think is good because from what I'm hearing, the COVID can take 14 days to develop. So you could not have symptoms and go back to playing after seven days, even though they might do a test. Yeah, and you the could test play could be a whole a, game. The test could be a false negative. Yeah, test could be a false negative. And you could show no symptoms, but you're playing with other people. And they said that they won't quarantine the team or the teams they have played against. And this, I think, is strictly for the $500 million rising each year and the $2 million per game they generate. Strictly for that. They just want, they need the money. And I think that if you keep the players safe, then they'll hopefully, then I think they'll be able to play longer. And if they play longer, then they'll generate, in, in the long term, they'll get more revenue than they are just at this moment. Yeah, that's so true. And the, all the teams could get the coronavirus because it's just being passed around with no one having symptoms. And if they test one player, they quarantine them. Are they gonna even test the whole team? That's the problem. Yeah, they said tests are conducted every night for every person. Okay, that could make some sense, but it's still confusing how they're gonna make this work. It could be passed around, let's say, I don't know, I get it, a day. I'm walking around on a random Sunday. I've been tested the last Saturday. I'm walking around, and I have a game today. I touch a railing, and I get coronavirus from it touching my face or something. So I play this game. It could infect a bunch of people, or like from my hand, my hand touches the basketball, everyone's touching the basketball, and everyone could get sick. And that's the problem. This spreads way too easily. It's very contagious. The way that they do this needs to be so careful. And this could be a mega failure for the ages. Yeah, people just want their sports. And even, I think what you're talking about is true, but it's inevitable. If The only way for this not to happen is if they don't play sports. But as I said, people need sports and the NBA wants their money. So both of us agree on this one that the NBA should wait it out. And I think they should just start well, next Well, maybe year. not wait it out, but probably they need to. I think they need to find another plan. They could use this plan, but they have to be very, very careful. Yeah, and very mindful of everyone's health. And just like Rudy Gobert not taking it seriously, the players need to take this very seriously if they want to be successful in this. Now we have a special segment, an interview with American Indoor Warrior Junior competitor John Davis Batola. He's just an amazing kid all around. We hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, please enjoy. John David Spatola is 10 years old and lives in Hillsboro with his parents, his two sisters, Mackenzie, who is eight, and Madeline, who's three, and his dog, Larry. His dad, 
Chris is an Army veteran who now works as a college basketball analyst for ESPN and a sports radio personality for Sirius XM. His mom, Jamie, writes and teaches board slash card games classes and camps in addition to helping run the basketball camps she and Chris run together. John David is a rising fifth grader at Durham Academy where he especially enjoys math, Spanish, music, and PE. He is especially proud to hold the lower school record for the mile run that he broke by just two seconds in the fall, having run a five minute 57 mile. He's also an American Ninja Warrior Junior competitor. John David, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us today. Hello, happy to be here. For our listeners who don't know, could you explain what American Ninja Warrior exactly is? Uh, in my own words, I would say American Ninja Warrior is, a, uh, I would say it's a rising sport. It's actually at its starting right now. It's just, it, um, the first show, um, the first like idea of it came out in Japan. It was a show called Sasuke, and it eventually traveled around the world um, to other um, countries. And now there's almost a show of American Ninja Warrior in every country. American Ninja Warrior is a sport um, where it involves balance, climbing, hanging, and it pretty much involves all those obstacle-type things you would find. Like, it just has all those skills. And it's it's just at the start of the sport, but and I think it's going to continue to grow. What got you interested in American Ninja Warrior? So I was watching, I started watching the show uh, with my dad, and it looks like a pretty cool show, so I was watching it. Um, and then I wanted to try it out because it looked fun. So we just found it. We found a gym, and we I tried a class there. So and I was like, okay, this is pretty fun. So and it eventually just builded from there, and now I'm here. So yeah, we watch we watch the show on TV all the time with our grandparents, and we really enjoy it. It's like a pastime for us at night. So. How old were you when you started practicing? I I was seven, and um, that's when I went. To, that's when I tried it, and yeah, I was seven, so about three years ago. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and tell us your training regime and your conditioning. What do you do every day? So um. You, before the show, I was training so hard before the show, and I was I was going to the gym twice a day. I would have a break in the middle of the day, but um, as I got more into the sport, I trained more and more, and it's been that way until quarantine. In quarantine, I'm I have a ninja set in my backyard, which is so cool, so I can practice out there. And I like to put up my, up my own straps and ninja holds to to climb around on and practice. But since quarantine started, I haven't. I've probably been training about the same. Um, but I'm this now. I'm training by myself. Um, I miss my coach, my teammates, and 
once I get back to the gym, I'm going to keep training. But I would say the more I got into the sport, the more I was training. Yeah, and I think that that happens in any sport. If you get into a sport, you have to train to get the best you can be. And I think that's what you're doing. So how long do you train? How long? Um, It depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I need a rest day. Like the rest of my arms if you go too much your arms might get injured or something but I would say in quarantine I'm out there at least two hours um but before the classes were about an hour and 30 minutes and and I'm saying that the more I got into the sport the more I was trained but before Ninja Junior, that was a time where I trained hard. That's the hardest I've trained Ninja probably in my life. And after, uh, you, started, after you started watching American Ninja Warrior and you started training, how did you really get noticed for American Ninja Warrior Junior? Was there a way that you applied? Or really just walk us through the process. So the first time I wanted to try, I asked my mom, hey, can I try out for the show? I just want to you know, take a chance, and I happened to be eight years old at the time, so, and, but the show has age groups, nine to 10-year-olds, 11 to 12-year-olds, and 13 to 14-year-olds, and so I wasn't old enough, but the next year, I came back to my mom, hey, can I try out for the show now, and I was old enough, so we, uh, they also advertised it on the channel of the show, um, the applications are out. Join if you want to be one of the Ninja Juniors. And I was like, okay, let's just sign an application. And I got a, and they came back to me and said, we want more stuff. And they, we kept giving them videos and, and we eventually got on the show. We got the call, which is the call is a very popular, like, phrase in the ninja community the call because um it means you're it means you got on the show so yeah what else do you like to do besides ninja warrior uh um i like to play games at home especially in these times um i like to play board games um i'm i'll play i'll play all types of sports i'm not really into like other sports and like leagues. I, I played soccer. I was playing soccer pretty recently, but I decided to get more into ninja. But I'll put I put at recess and stuff. I would play pretty much any sport. So I love all sports. Oh, and also um I do these things called trick shots. Um, where like you set up like a crazy shot, like throwing a ping pong ball into a cup and bouncing it off tiles and stuff um oh, like, yeah. like do perfect yes yes exactly you obviously come from a family of very amazing role models to look up to including your cousin michael sabrino your dad chris patola and of course your grandfather coach k do you feel they have been in, they have had an influence on your sense of motivation and helping you achieve things big time like my dad, I don't think I would have gotten on the show without him giving me ideas for personality and humor. And and he's really built me to say 
what to how to do interviews like this maybe even um but um they've influenced me big time and they've given me such great advice and yeah is there a mental aspect to training for Ninja Warrior 2? Obviously, there's a physical where you have to get strong and balanced, but is there a mental aspect to it, like being mentally strong? Yes, definitely. Um, it's how much pressure you're putting on yourself. There, I mean, I can't even name all of them. There's so many um, parts to the mental game in Ninja. So tell us about the experience of being on the American Ninja Warrior stage. How did it feel to have thousands of people watching you and cheering you on as you go against these obstacles? I was shocked. I was, and my parents too, they were like, how are we here? Uh, there were so many cameras, lights, so many people in the crowd, and I just, it was so much, and, and for a first-time experience, it was just crazy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, but Ninja Junior has brought me so much more into Ninja, basically. So uh, it was crazy. That's, that's all I need to say about it. It's cra It was crazy. It was, yeah. Is it as... As, is it as loud as we see on TV? Like even when you're comp even when you're competing and they're focusing on you guys, you can still hear the background. Is it actually that loud when you're competing? Isn't that energetic? I would say it's louder. I don't know if the mics the mics pick up it as loud. It is crazy, especially in Los Angeles, which they don't pick up. I would actually say since it's in Los Angeles, I don't know why, but the honks and the and Cars rolling on the road were actually louder than the crowd, so it was actually hard to hear them. That's one of the funny things about being on Ninja Junior. And um, what experience has what experiences has Ninja Warrior Junior brought to you? Um, that is actually it's American Ninja Warrior Junior itself was probably the best experience of my life, but it's also brought me to national competitions. NNL World, National Ninja League Worlds, Athlete Warrior Games Worlds. It's brought in, it's brought me so much more into Ninja. That was one of the points where I'm like, okay, I'm getting, I'm get, I'm settling in this. I am going to do Ninja, Ninja. What are some of your proudest moments and achievements, but not only in Ninja? Um. Probably getting on the show because I was so shocked when the call came in. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm actually gonna head out to." <laughs> One of the funny things my mom and I thought it was in Florida, and we live in North Carolina, but it actually turned out to be in Los Angeles. <laughs> so it was a five-hour plane flight. <laughs> yeah. Um. But just winning any sport is makes me super proud of myself when I just win anything a race and like running winning a ninja competition winning a chess competition or chess tournament what would you say to other kids like you who have dreams to be on American Ninja Warrior or any other sports on a larger scale um 
<laughs> go for it because it was uh, go for it just send in that application or whatever you need to send in and um and if it's like a reality tv show or something then show personality like i've built this character the dude like that's who i am because i i've always like in usernames on like apps and stuff i've always been john david dude so show personality be yourself build a character of who you are and yeah thank you so much for being on the show today for the inspiration you give to our listeners i bet that they are appreciative and so are we we had a great time talking to you and we hope and we wish you all the best luck in america ninja warrior thank you so much uh this was a fun interview thanks for listening to this week's two brothers in the sports podcast Tune in every week to hear the latest in the sports world that week. Listen wherever you get your favorite podcast, and please leave a review for what you want to hear. And we look at those daily. So if you want to, if you want us to take a topic that you like or want us to discuss, please put that in. Please put that in the review section. We'll check that. Also, make sure to share with your friends, your family, whoever you can. We really appreciate this. Yeah, thank and you until so much. Next time, we're the two brothers and their sports podcast. Yeah.